welcome to Silk Digital Marketing Mastery, your go-to podcast for elevating your digital marketing success as a female business owner. I'm your host, Sam, founder of Silk Digital, with over six years of experience working with clients from startups to established brands. Each week, my guests and I will provide insider knowledge and expert guidance on social media, email marketing, digital advertising, and more. On this show, you can expect to learn how to create irresistible marketing messages that connect with your dream customers, establish an unbreakable brand identity that they can't help but trust, and develop a holistic approach to your marketing that supports your business goals. I know that as a female entrepreneur, you face unique challenges when it comes to building your brand and growing your business. That's why I'm here to provide you with the tools, strategies, and insights you need to take control of your marketing and achieve your goals. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, this podcast is for you. Get ready to learn, be inspired, and take your digital marketing game to the next level. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Silk Digital Marketing Mastery Podcast. Today's episode is going to be all about advertising. One of my most popular episodes has been the previous episode on Facebook ads and things that you should know before you actually go down the path of advertising. And so I thought, why not bring you another episode that really chats more about what it takes when running ads and sort of my advertising tips and recommendations so that you have a clearer understanding if you are going to go down the advertising path yourself. Um, I mean, it's good to know even if you're looking to outsource and these are the things that I always will share with my clients and it's something that I'm super transparent about because I guess in my whole experience working for other brands and even in the agency side and obviously talking to a lot of business owners and, and my clients now since having Silk Digital, I do hear a lot that working with especially agencies and things, they can tend to try and pull the wool over your eyes when it comes to results or what's required and make it really sound like it's a really difficult thing that they just wouldn't understand. Kind of treating them like they're idiots, basically, which um, is not a nice feeling. And I just think as a business owner myself, I think if you're going to outsource, it's good to you know, educate yourself as much as possible on certain things. Because in my experience, when I have clients that do have a better understanding, you know, we can collaborate on a deeper level and bounce ideas off each other and things like that. But that's not to say that you have to know the ins and outs, which is why it's great to outsource. But because of the results, I guess, of the episode that I did talk about Facebook ads, I was like, hmm, okay, maybe this is a, a good topic and people are really interested in this side. So that brings me to the reason why I'm talking about what I'm talking about today. There's probably so much that I could go into and I did think this was going to be maybe a quick style episode, but then I started jotting down a lot of the important things and all my recommendations and I was like, okay, There's a lot here, so I'm going to get through as much as I can and there might be a part two for this because I feel, yeah, there's just so much that goes into it and I have so many recommendations because of the experience that I've had and just talking to clients and other business owners where they get stuck. So I wanted to make things simple and clear as possible. My biggest recommendation and I suppose a reminder is running Facebook ads alone is not a marketing strategy. You shouldn't just be focusing on running ads and thinking, great, I'm doing marketing, my marketing's killing it. You know, it's actually something that will, yes, 
generate more traffic to your website or, you know, generate a little bit more engagement and things like that. But it needs to be supported by other avenues and other platforms, which is why I preach holistic marketing and having a variety of channels and using these platforms together um, to really create a big impact. So these recommendations are also across not only just Facebook and Instagram, but it can be applied to TikTok or Pinterest if you are looking at using those platforms. These recommendations are still applicable for that. So just keep that in mind throughout the episode as well. But As I said, when running ads, you need to have other areas of your marketing in place to support that. So if you're running ads, say on Instagram and Facebook, right, you need to be posting organically on those platforms. The reason being is if you're running an ad, for example, and somebody sees the ad, clicks onto your Instagram page and you haven't posted in the past, you know, six weeks, it's like a ghost town on there, then you've automatically lost their trust, Compared to if you were active on social and say you're posting to stories as well quite regularly and you have driven somebody from your ad to your Instagram profile and they're clicking through your stories, it's automatically building that connection because they're seeing you basically in like real time almost. They're seeing that you're active and it yeah just creates that connection a lot more than versus if you haven't posted in months, you've lost their trust. So having that organic presence is really, really key. When I talk about ads as well, I feel like your organic social media presence, no matter what platform it's on, whatever you're doing on there, your ads will basically amplify that. So if you're not posting, then your ads might struggle a bit. If you're posting well and regularly, then you're going to see a much better result. And I will talk about this later on too, but basically your Instagram and Facebook audience or whatever platform you're posting on is actually an audience in itself that you can use to target and it plays a crucial role in your advertising strategy. So again, that's why it is super duper important to have that organic presence. Email marketing is another great platform to really support your advertisements too. And this can be used in a variety of ways. So the main thing that we often see emails used for, especially if you're an e-commerce website, is that abandoned cart reminder email. And this is where the support of advertisements and emails together really work. Because if you're driving people to your website from your advertisements, they're shopping around, adding to cart and then not checked out you'll then email them the abandoned cart reminder email. And then you've also can create a retargeting campaign, which I will again touch on that later in this episode, but you can create this retargeting campaign. So they're seeing a very similar messaging from you about completing their purchase on different platforms. And as we know, it takes a consumer, like they say seven times, but I believe it's a lot more than that. They have to have like seven interactions with your brand before actually purchasing. So I feel like that's a really good example of where email marketing can come into play to support your advertising. You can also use ads in conjunction with your emails to grow your email marketing list by running ads to have people to sign up to. And I see this work really well for my e-commerce clients where we're running ads, especially if they have, you know, 10% off their first purchase or some sort of promotion if you join the mailing list. We see running ads to create email signups works really well and then it's all fed through that email marketing platform so we're building that audience there and then we take your email list and the email subscribers and then we again use that in our advertising so 
I feel like that paints a much clearer picture of the importance of a variety of channels and using it holistically together. Now, outside of your emails and your organic social and ads, your website is another hugely, hugely, hugely important thing when running ads because you've got your ads there. You're essentially sending them straight to your website. Now, if you have a crappy website, no amount of money spent on your advertising is going to help that. And you have to look at your website as basically like the storefront and the salesperson all in one. So your website plays a huge role in the performance of your ads because your website is exactly where the conversion is happening, you know, where where the sale is happening or where the booking is happening. So as I said, you can pour a lot of money into your marketing, but if your website sucks, you're in trouble. And when I work with my clients across advertising and email marketing, I will always provide them with recommendations on how to optimize their website and different suggestions and things we can implement to help the performance of the campaign. Now, I don't design and create websites, but because of my experience within digital marketing and running ads and the significance of your website when it comes to you know, ads and, and emails, is I have learned so much on basically like what is wrong and what is right on your website to make sure it works with advertising. So I feel like people often think with social media managers, not that I am a social media manager because my expertise goes beyond that, but they only focus on, you know, posting an Instagram picture and whatever else. So I feel if uh, it comes to deciding between somebody that is an expert in advertising does their expertise go beyond just ads and they can actually help with other areas of your marketing like I can because of the experience that I have. Some of the common suggestions that I often recommend my clients and really anybody should be doing this for their website is making sure that it is really easy to navigate and it loads quickly. So you might often hear the term like user-friendly website, which is basically meaning is your website easy to use? And it sounds silly because you're like, well, how hard can a website be? But if you're adding barriers, like it's hard for somebody to find the checkout button or, you know, it's hard for them to see what stock's available or just all these little things, if you're adding these barriers to the client and making it difficult for them, then you're really just going to lose a sale pretty much. It's like if you think about it with, you know, if you were to go into a physical store And you're trying to get help from a salesperson, but there's nobody around. Like, I mean, how often does that happen if you're in David Jones or Meyer? It's like frustrating, right? You're looking around, you can't find the checkout or you're needing somebody to see if they can get you a different size shoe and no one's around. So you're like, well, screw this. It's too hard. I'm not going to buy it. It's exactly what will happen on your website if you're making it difficult for somebody to take action. Another big one, especially in this day and age, and especially if you're running ads, is is your website optimized for mobile? Meaning, does it work on mobile? Does it look good on mobile? Because we have to remember that majority of the traffic you're driving from your social media, whether that's your organic social media or your ads, are going to be using a mobile device. Like how often are we on, you know, Facebook on desktop, like, ugh, or using Instagram on desktop? You don't do that. It's an, a mobile platform and So when you think about people interacting with your website, they're going to be on their mobile. And if ever you're making changes to your website, always, always, always check that it looks good on desktop and it looks good on mobile. 
similar to making it user-friendly, you've got to make sure that there isn't too much clutter and information, making it easy for people just to scan your website, really. The thing that I see quite often, especially within like the health wellness niches, is people on their website really overcomplicate it. You know, obviously you're an expert in your industry and you know all the industry jargon and terms, but you have to think about somebody that doesn't know you, that's potentially wanting to work with you or buy from you, and you're using all these big crazy words that they don't understand or know the meaning to. It's just going to confuse them and it's not making things clear and they're not going to want to buy from you. There's this saying that something along the lines of the best communicator in marketing wins. I think I something like that, which is really true. So think of your website as a communication channel, but don't overcomplicate it. Another big thing to remember on your website is social proof. So do you have reviews or trust badges? Especially if you're taking payments online, people want to know that the information is safe and secure and you're using, you know, the safe, trusted payment gateways. You can have these like down the bottom in your footer, which you'll often see many e-commerce sites have. And reviews, like I said, reviews are huge. People are way more likely to take action if they see reviews and see that other people have done it before them. And I like to look at reviews as like online word of mouth sort of thing. So, you know, if I'm scrolling through reviews and there's a common theme of if the product's great and everyone's saying, you know, it's so comfortable, it's so, and I'm that's what I'm looking for is something comfortable. I'm like, okay, yep, cool, that's going in my basket. I'm going to buy that. Or vice versa, if it's like, oh, the sizing is really big, so make sure you size down or, or things like that. You'll be surprised at the power of reviews and when you do have them. And with reviews too, like I utilize that across advertising. So if someone's left a review on your website, I'm going to take that information and use it in the ads that we're creating, whether that's in the copy or the creative, you can use it in your emails as well. And obviously on social media posts. So reviews are a really powerful marketing tool for e-commerce brands that are selling clothing or footwear. Size guides are also really important and can be something that gets missed a little bit too. Uh, Another thing that I recommend with my clients as well, if they're taking their own photos for the website of, you know, them modeling the product and things, always make sure to include the size of what the model is wearing. Because uh, if you're like me, then you tend to be a very visual person. I'm sort of looking at the model and thinking, oh, we're the similar size. What size are they wearing? To just get a gauge on the sizing because I don't know if it's just me and maybe my age group, but not everybody's trying to whip out their tape measure and measure themselves. Like we don't have time for that. So you just want to make it super easy for them. And especially being online business and selling product online, sizing is a huge barrier um, to make people purchase too. So if you can really make things easy and clear for them, then again, you're just going to bring down that barrier and make it much easier for people to purchase. And lastly, There are lots of different apps, especially if you're on a Shopify store, that you can install that will help with your upselling and cross-selling, which is going to help increase your items per sale or your conversion rate or average purchase value, all those fancy metrics. But basically, it just means people are going to be spending more money in one transaction, which is essentially the goal because you want a higher conversion rate with a higher conversion value because that just equals more money in sales. 
Now, strategy. This is probably a whole topic that I could do an episode on, but I did want to just touch on the basic strategy and how that works and explain that through because you might often hear people talking about a funnel and I feel like I can refer to this quite a bit whether I'm talking to a client or, you know, it's on social media. Basically, if you don't know what a marketing funnel is, then we look at the funnel at the top, which is basically the section that is most broad. And the funnel can be broken down into three sort of sections. Some even go four or five. But to keep things basic, I like to look at it in three sections. You have your top, middle and bottom of funnel. So the top of funnel is, as I said, where the broader section of the funnel. And this is where you basically target as many people on a broad scale as possible that are obviously in your target audience. So you're wanting to try and bring as many people into your funnel to move them through because it will get narrower and narrower as you go down each section. Now for the top of funnel, you are generally targeting people who are what we call cold audiences. So they've likely never heard of your brand before. And this is where you are going to sort of introduce your brand to them and in a soft way. You don't want to be hard selling straight up. Like we're not about that here. There's this saying that they often refer to when they talk about this and it's you wouldn't ask someone to marry you on the first date. So don't be trying to shove your product down someone's throat to buy when you first meet them. With this targeting section, it's often targeting people based on their interests or just purely you know, their location and age and gender. Or you can also target lookalike audiences as well. We then move down to the middle of the funnel, the middle section. And as I said, as the funnel goes, it gets narrower and the audience gets smaller. So in this section, we're targeting what's called warmer audiences, which are generally people that have engaged with the brand. They are somewhat familiar with your brand, but maybe are still on the fence and haven't purchased from you. And basically, they're still building trust with you. You're kind of still working on that relationship, right? At this stage of the funnel, I'm often targeting social media engagers. So people that have engaged with the social media platforms, whether you're using Pinterest, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Um, And this goes back to my earlier point on the crucial role that organic social media plays in your advertising because this is where we're using your audience that have engaged with you on those organic channels to then target them in ads. And I do see this as being a really good performing audience. I've just recently finished doing some reporting for my clients for the month. And this was one of the most popular audiences across all different client campaigns. So it is very key. And then you can also target email lists or website visitors, always making sure they're people that haven't purchased from you. So you're excluding that. We then go to the bottom of the funnel and this is where we're targeting hot audiences. So people who may have added to cart and not completed their purchase, which is also known as retargeting, uh, people that have viewed content on your website or initiated the checkout. And you can even also use your email subscribers as well. It's kind of like a warm or a hot audience at this stage of the funnel. If we look and think about what a funnel is, we always want the funnel to be flowing. So you always should be trying to get new people into your funnel and move them through each stage. Otherwise, if you're not targeting cold audiences and you don't have a strategy to focus on that, your funnel's kind of going to just dry out and you'll be wondering why the results have been stagnant or you're not getting any. And it's because you need to have this consistent flow. And this is where testing comes in. (laughs) Test, test, test. I will forever say this, but try new things, 
test different styles of creative and copy and audiences you name it try it and when you find something that works just test different variations of it if you've got this particular style of video that you're seeing really great results with then recreate that with a different product or you know a little bit of different messaging but like keeping the same sort of style of video you know you should always be trying new things and really keeping your ad content fresh if you've again got a best performer just keep testing different things alongside that to see if it actually continues to be a good performing ad Um, because I think a lot of the time when people come to running ads they just got one or two ads running and not changing it up not trying different things and then they get a great result and then wonder why it fizzles out and that is because of audience fatigue so people are just going to get sick of seeing the ad all over again especially if you're not excluding particular audiences from your advertising then your performance is just going to suffer because yeah they're going to be seeing the same thing over and over again and I guess you might have experienced this yourself you're constantly seeing an ad say on Instagram and you just get so sick of seeing it you end up reporting it or it kind of gives you a bit of an ick about the brand that's promoting this ad because it gets annoying it's like seeing the same television ad like every commercial break you're just like oh go away I'm done so keeping things fresh and really on top of your targeting especially is going to help you avoid this don't be afraid to scale. So when things are working, scale, but scale slowly. Don't just go ham and increase the budget from, say, you started at $20 a day and now you're going to whack it up to $100 per day. Like, slowly increase. I always recommend around that 20% mark. Otherwise, you're just going to put the whole thing into a spaz. Like, it's you've, we've got to look at the Facebook or any advertising platform. It's a machine. So we just kind of want to slowly feed it data and you know help it to to slowly scale otherwise yeah I have seen in the past and heard stories as well where a brand has had this epic ad campaign and it's working so well so they get so excited and they're gonna triple the spend in one day and it just completely backflips and the whole campaign goes bust so be strategic and scale slowly Another huge thing when it comes to advertising is obviously being able to understand the data and the results and analytics. So I feel this comes with a bit of experience as well and being able to paint a picture and tell a story because in my opinion, the results and metrics, it is about storytelling and it's what you're focusing on and what your goals are. So I feel this is why it's good to have an expert help you with this because you know you might be seeing an ad that's been set up just to drive traffic to your website and you're like well why isn't it getting any purchases but it's because you're telling the machine just to drive traffic to your website and so in that case if I was looking at the campaign I would be looking at how many link clicks it was getting and and what the cost per link click is we're not really focused on purchases there because that wasn't the goal that you gave the campaign to do so really making sure that you have a clear understanding of what you're telling Facebook or Pinterest or TikTok to do when you're creating ads Um, and it can be technical I'm not going to lie that it's easy just to jump in and know what campaign to optimize for especially when Facebook changes all the time but when it comes to optimizing for campaigns this is where having the funnel strategy in place is also important and I'm not going to go there because it is a bit more of a technical chat (laughs) but ultimately 
just back on reporting and analytics is, yeah, actually having an understanding of what each metric means because if you've ever been into the ads manager of like Meta or Facebook or Instagram, whatever you want to call it, there are a shit ton of metrics on there and it's a lot. So to then know and understand what each one means and how that plays a part into your results and your strategy, I feel that's where having an expert to help you with that is really key to then being able to increase your performance and get a better result and then scale. If you are looking for an expert to help you out with your marketing, especially your social media and email marketing, then my essentials package is right for you. It's really great for brands that are thriving on organic social media. So you've got a handle of that and you're just really wanting to take your business to the next level by utilizing emails and advertising, but you just don't know how to do it. So this service includes social media advertising. So that can be across TikTok or Facebook and Instagram or Pinterest. When it comes to running Facebook ads, Facebook and Instagram are conjoined twins, basically. So they're always together. And it also includes sending out weekly emails. On top of this, as I mentioned, I'm always supporting my clients with marketing suggestions and and things that they can recommend across all avenues of their marketing to really help to amplify and, and increase their performance. Because as a holistic marketer, I have the tools and the experience an understanding of how to leverage each platform together. So I really like to work with my clients on that um, outside of just the services that we're working one-on-one with. I feel that these two services, the social media advertising and email marketing work so well together because as I mentioned earlier on in the podcast, we can really leverage each platform to support each other and in growing. So We can run ads to help grow your email list and then we're sending out emails to help, you know, with the ads to support them and and it's just, it really works well in sync and um, all my clients that are on this package, we have seen a heavy increase in their results. If you do want to find out more about this package, then head to my website www.silk-digital.com.au forward slash packages and all the info is there and if you are keen to jump on a call I'd love to chat with you my discovery calls are really a great time for us to get to know each other figure out you know what your goals are and how we can approach that together and if we are the perfect fit for each other so they are also available to book through my website I really hope that this episode has given you a better understanding of running ads and sort of things to look out for and things to implement when it comes to advertising because it can be expensive uh it can be a quite an expensive mistake too if you're trying to run ads yourself and not see results so always reach out if you have any questions or concerns or if you are running ads with potentially somebody else like another agency or something I would be more than happy to jump in and give your account a little bit of an audit and see you know if we work together how we could improve it or some suggestions that you can take to them thank you so much for joining me today don't forget you can learn more about my free resources that will help you scale your business by going to my website www.silkhyphendigital.com.au And you can always find the links and resources mentioned in today's episode over there too. I would love for you to come say hi over on Instagram at silkdigital underscore. Thanks so much and I'll see you in the next episode.